21st episode of the Positive Media Diet Podcast. I'm Wendy Fuller. Thank you for listening in as we discuss seven positive news stories chosen from our Twitter feed this week. Story subjects include homeless public library patrons in Northern California, internet forums, comedian Amy Schumer's confidence, a cave and its replica in France, an exciting new type of nursing home in the United States, children with attention deficit hyperactivity disorder, and the necessity of daydreams. The first story takes us to public libraries in Northern California. It comes from National Geographic writer and photographer Fritz Hoffman. He wanted to change his perspective to disconnect from our near-constant digital existence. So he spent time in public libraries in three cities, sharing the quiet space with homeless library patrons. He says 20% of the 570,000 American homeless people live in California. Many of us need a place to spend our days, and public libraries are one of the few places homeless people are welcome. His photographs document men and women with passion for the written word despite their circumstances. One image shows patron Edward Rideau holding a thick book just inches from his nose to make up for his poor eyesight. Hoffman says Leah Iscara, a social worker on staff at the San Francisco Public Library, feels libraries are the last bastion of democracy. To see the photographs, visit positivemediadiet.com for a link to the photo essay. For those of us immersed in a daily life spent online, there's some good news. Writer Katie Collins at Wired tells us that a new study published in the journal Computers and Human Behavior shows those of us who post in online forums have improved well-being. Researchers feel this might be because of support members give to one another, especially for stigmatized subjects such as mental health. Collins writes that only 10% of internet users in the United Kingdom and 20% of users in the United States contribute to online forums. This is because most of us post to social media rather than forums, but this study makes the case for those of us seeking a support network to explore forums. Sometimes support has to come from inside ourselves. New York Magazine's Jennifer Vineyard posted the transcript of comedian Amy Schumer's speech given at an awards event hosted by the Ms. Foundation for Women. In it, Schumer describes how confident she was in high school and how attending college destroyed her confidence. She explains how she lost her self-respect and found herself in a humiliating and heartbreaking sexual encounter. The story is both graphic and hilarious. In the midst of this horrible situation, she realized that she had to be, as she says, her own fairy godmother and rescue herself. That feeling of self-love stays with her today and continues to carry her through difficult situations. Her message, that we each determine our own story, is hopeful and inspiring. Read the full transcript from a link on our website. And speaking of hopeful and inspiring messages, we left some for ourselves more than 35,000 years ago. A large cave in Chauvet, France, was sealed for 20,000 years until its discovery in 1994. Inside, humans had painted more than 400 animals, such as lions and rhinoceroses, using charcoal and ochre. The images have a beautiful mastery in both technique of the lines and the use of three-dimensional wall surfaces to give a sense of movement as you walk around the animal. 
Unfortunately, the cave is such a delicate ecosystem, only a few researchers are ever allowed inside to protect the paintings. Until now, the only way for most of us to experience these images was the 2010 documentary by Werner Herzog, Cave of Forgotten Dreams, which was filmed in 3D. But as Rebecca Morell and Stuart Denman from the BBC explain, Francis built a giant replica. They used 3D modeling, high-tech scans, and artists to recreate the images. Soon, anyone who can visit Chauvet, France, will be able to see these amazing messages left to us by our ancestors. If you've visited a relative in a typical nursing home in the United States, you know how unpleasant they can be. Residents often share hospital-like rooms, causing depression and increasing the risk of patient suicide. But according to the Atlantic's Alana Samuels, better, more home-like nursing homes exist. The Greenhouse Project is a nonprofit dedicated to creating real homes for elders and others. The standards they've created include a front door to a shared home for only 10 to 12 people, even in high-rise apartment buildings. Residents also have private rooms with doors, common sitting areas with fireplaces, residential kitchens, and staff to cook, clean, and spend time with them. You might be thinking this sounds expensive, and they are to build new or to remodel an existing building, but residents cost Medicare and Medicaid about one to $2,000 less than if they were living in traditional nursing homes. According to Samuels, only 173 greenhouses exist in 27 states, with about half of the residents on Medicaid. The house types range from suburban homes to urban buildings with elevators. This is good news for all of us, who want a more humane alternative for our later years. For those of us in our earlier years who have attention deficit hyperactivity disorder, also known as ADHD, there's some surprising news. The hyperactivity part of the disorder sometimes means that individuals move around more often than those without the disorder. This movement is often labeled as disruptive in classroom settings or as restlessness that needs to be calmed or controlled. But James McIntosh, writing for Medical News Today, cites a study in the Journal of Abnormal Child Psychology in which children with ADHD actually perform better when allowed to be active than when told to stay still. Researchers believe movement is a coping mechanism that allows those with ADHD to maintain alertness whereas for those without ADHD, movement is a distraction. Hopefully this information will help teachers and caregivers support children with ADHD. And finally today, it turns out a little mental restlessness is good for all of us. Psychologist Michael Korbelis writes in New York Magazine that we all have trouble paying attention, and that's probably a good thing. He says our brains will incubate ideas or solve problems while we do mindless tasks, like folding laundry or half-listening to a podcast. Individuals who zoned out while they were supposed to be focusing on something like reading a novel performed better on various measures of creativity. Corbelis wrote a book on the subject called The Wandering Mind, a link to which you'll find on our website. Go ahead and daydream your way through your next meeting or lecture. Thank you for joining me today for this episode of the Positive Media Diet Podcast.
Once again, I'm Wendy Fuller. I hope you'll join me again next week when I'll review more positive news. You can find me on Twitter at Pause Media Diet. That's P-O-S Media Diet. Today's episode was written and produced by me. The music is royalty-free, public domain works from museopen.org. Visit positivemediadiet.com for links to download the music for yourself.